0: going to talk about this building community in my ad and i've learned as i've walked this out that's what this has become i thought that i was just going to go to the nomadic community but god has a different plan and an agenda and i yield to his greater agenda next slide So the mission was that of building a kingdom of God community within that nomadic community, as I stated. And it was women whose lifestyle is nomadic. What was greatest on my heart was those who had experienced the hurt inside of the four walls of the church building because they kept going out and going out. And when I plugged into the Facebook community, one of the themes that I kept seeing was, I don't want anything to do with religion. I'm just gonna worship him in my own way and be spiritual about it. Well, as I've gotten over into the community, what that spiritual thing looks like, it's new age. We are seeing more people who are going into this, um, who are black, uh, black, they're going back into the African religions and underneath that, Is demonic. On the top part, it looks all good, but underneath, it's very demonic in spirit. And so I'm hearing and seeing the Lord Felicia, you go give them me. You stay with the message of the kingdom. What I'm seeing is, and what I am experiencing is church families and people who are moving away from the Word of God, but the Spirit of God. Is saying, give them me. Stay steadfast with that. So as I experience this nomadic community in the RV park where I am stationed, and they do come in quite frequently. Some stay overnight, and some stay a week, some stay a month. There are some in that RV park that are contractors, but as the Holy Spirit leads me, I have a certain work. I think I lost, there you go. He gives me a certain word for them. Some people that he tells me to lay hands on, and I will lay hands on them. When my first day in Deming, New Mexico, when I went to the mechanic to find out what was going on with my truck, there was a woman there named Lupita. She was the wife of the owner there. She was walking very gingerly. And as my vehicle was being evaluated, the Holy Spirit told me to lay hands on her. And so I asked Lapita, Do you believe in prayer? She said, Yes. I asked her, Would it be okay if I lay my hands on you? She said, Yes. So I laid my hands on her and I prayed for her back. And I checked on her because she was still walking gingerly at that point. So I called and checked on her a couple of days later and her husband says, she's fine. She's walking just fine. He says, she went to see her doctor. He gave her a shot, but she's doing just fine. Thank you for praying for her. So I continually to check on Lapita, she's one. There was a pastor in a church down there, uh, City Life Church. He was another one who had problems with his back. I think Matt probably shared that testimony with you guys as well. The Holy Spirit led me to put hands on him. And he, the very next day, that particular pastor had to officiate a funeral the next day. And when I called to check on him, because I knew he was going to be busy uh, that particular day, he says, Felicia, I didn't even feel anything. I was on my feet all day long. And I was just fine. So I would have an appointment to see my doctor. He says, but I didn't feel a thing. My back was, I didn't even give it a thought. I was like, thank you, Lord. He's like, yeah, thank you. So this community, as you can hear, it expanded from just the nomadic women. And it went into the RV park itself. And it also is into the community. One of the things that Matt and I had been discussing was listening to the Holy Spirit of what it is that he would have me to do. Yes, I was able to see the ministries that needed to take place but it was not necessarily for me to do it. And so I had to listen to the Holy Spirit to discern what good thing do I participate in? Where do I partner with God? And so that was one of the big lessons that came out of it was to, because it's a good thing to do, doesn't mean that is the thing that God would have me to do. That's not where he wanted me to partner in. So I had to have a listening ear to uh, discern what ministries what work to participate in and I believe he has given me enough work (laughs) Um, as you will be able to see as we advance on. Next slide please. So my first stop was over in Texas and this lovely lady right here is Miss Peggy. She's every bit of 89. She just turned 89 in March and Miss Peggy has been on the road for a very long time with the Lord. Whereas once she was going out ministering to uh, individuals, wherever she found her hands, to whatever work she found for her hands, she did. But the biggest thing that I learned from Miss, uh, Miss Peggy, now that she's not able to go out and do it, She's ministering and doing work for the kingdom in a different way. She's making phone calls, checking on people. She's praying over the phone for people, people that come in her house and doing various types of repairs. She's asking them, do you know who the Lord is? Would you like a piece of pie? Can I fix you something? You want some water? But she is constantly there. She's encouraging uh, other people. She is talking into their lives. She's imparting wisdom, godly wisdom into their lives. So I was able to see how transitioned from being able to be active with your hands and with your feet into a different form of ministry. And she tells me my body is getting old. My mind's not, but I'm going to keep going until the Lord calls me home. And Miss Peggy is, I can call her today and she will ask me, how are things going? What do we need to pray about? Um, her church family down there are constantly looking out for her now that I'm not there. Whereas I was her hands and her feet. Well, I would get up, go fix her coffee in the morning and go back out to my RV. And I would check on her throughout the day. Now she's checking on me. So she, she taught me to push through the pains in life, no matter what they may be, and, fo- and stay focused on the kingdom. Um, being in a community is not always ideal. I'm going to call that the hot house experience, and here's why. But her being in her 80s, she needs a little bit warmer temperatures than I do with my hot flashes. (laughs) But you stay in community, even when it's uncomfortable with somebody, um, and don't give up on them. Because sometimes that that one last word of encouragement, that one little lingering moment to listen to them, is what they need to get them past wherever they are. Um, And it's also the beginning of acknowledgement of boundaries. Thank you, Heather B. Knowing what those boundaries are and how they apply to Christ's followers. We know what those are, what our personal boundaries are, of learning what that is, where we live in that, of, of where we get our life, where we get our energy from, Inside of those boundaries, that's where we live. Outside of those boundaries, that's where we don't live. <laughs> if you think about that, think about a fish in water. Fish need that water to live. That's where they free. That's where they move very very well. But when that fish get outside of that water, they can't breathe. They stay outside of that. They don't live. And so when Ms. Peggy and I started talking about boundaries with In regards to relationships, that was a little different for me because I did not realize that I did not have boundaries. What I had was barriers, and there's a big difference between the two. And I say, that a preach? (laughs) Amen. Because the Holy Spirit preached that one to me. (laughs) So Heather, right along when that started, when I started learning out with Miss Peggy, Heather says, Felicia, have you heard about this book called, um, I want to say it was back then, Good Boundaries, Goodbyes, by Lisa, yeah, by Lisa Turkus. And so that kind of, when that came, when that book came along, um, it, there we go. it took me to a different level of my understanding and and my walk being flexible and in that hot house I had to be flexible because there are times when I had to uh, dress in layers with Miss Peggy but this but I still stayed in there with her because there are times she wouldn't she would just need to talk to somebody there was times she just needed somebody just to be there uh, to watch over her as, as she, ma- mani- what is the word, Man- manipulated, no, maneuvered, that's the word, um, with what she calls, she has two walkers, one she called Jesus and the other she called Moses and so when she had Jesus, was, which was the upright walker, she tended to needed a little more care because she would run into things with that one, uh, but it helped her back. So being there with her and being flexible of where I worked, sometimes I would come in and do some work in her house. Other times it's cooler out there and I would go back out you know, to my camper and work. But when I'm uncomfortable, I tend to, my my thing was to pull back, but the Holy Spirit was still in there with Miss Peggy. And learning those lessons with her and doing that work in with her prepared me for what I was going to encounter in New Mexico. Next slide. So this is the Dallas prayer team. Um, these are a group of ladies who adopted me into their Monday night prayer groups when I was here in Kansas City. And I was able to do a Bible study with them the very first, uh, the first Monday that I was out in uh, Dallas. And these ladies continue to pray with me every Monday night and lift me up, call out my family and anybody else that I say, hey, we need to At this person so they intercede not only for their families and their communities but they also intercede for the various countries a lot of that's going on next slide please New Mexico did anybody know that the roadrunner is the New Mexico state bird (laughs) did everybody did anybody know that it's not just a it's not just a cartoon character no, they don't go beep beep, and they cannot outrun a coyote, although they do get up to about 16 miles an hour. Uh, they don't fly very well, but that is their state bird, and this is about 20 feet. The statue is about 20 feet, and um, I took pictures, and I sent it back to some folks. pretty cool because this particular statue is comprised up of, of different electronic parts as well as, and a number of other things but i went and took this and i thought this was a fitting uh, a fitting backdrop for this so we talked about laying hands on the mechanic's wife and becoming a friend to her meeting there were also two women in that nomadic in that rv that came there and they were just on the road they were using the dump station and just being a friend to them, going over because they was having some trouble, went over being a friend to them, helped them out with what they were doing, and gave them some water because it was a little. We ended up becoming email pals. And those two are still emailing me, letting me know where they are, what they're doing. Uh, one of them is a believer, and I pray with her and for her, and we're praying for the other one <laughs> who's not. Um she says that she know who God is, but she doesn't want anything to do with religion. So she's one of those that I was sent for, uh, sent out for. So, so we'll see, they were experiencing some car troubles, but they called me, um, emailed me back and said, Hey, look, we made it to our destination. We didn't have any problems. The red light went out after you prayed for us and laid hands on our car. So I'm like, okay, Lord, you do this thing here in this community I have met uh, countless retired nomadic couples um, who have sold their homes and they decided I'm just going to tour this country have toured for 15 years or more some of them have settled down to experience and to cross paths with I've also prayed with them I've also talked with them and encouraged them, shared God with some of them. One of them was saying, it's not so much of what you have said, Felicia, it's just how you're doing it. And I was like, wow, okay. So my testimony of just being a friend, of extending myself out there, is starting to reach into touch. And when Matt was talking about being in your at- My ad is constantly changing. It's not just in the RV park. It's not in the Walmart down there, which is like the highlight of where you find everybody and anybody. It's also in my job. Next slide. So there were some peers of mine who, and I talked to technicians across this country, there are peers of mine who have been following this journey. They had heard about it. Did you know that there is a, 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 one of the girls in the RSST unit who is actually traveling? Really? Where is she now? Well, then they're starting to call me. Hey, where are you? What are you doing? What's going on? That's an open door. And I use that open door to say, hey, look, it's not because of anything I'm doing. This is the God that I serve. He has opened this door, he has allowed me to do it. I told him what I wanted. I asked him and, and in faith, I believe that it was, tra- it was going to come to pass and it did. I dreamed of traveling and of teaching, but it is the God that I serve who is allowed to be. I don't do it on my own, it is him. So where are you going next? It depends on where my guardian angel tells me, <laughs> guides me to go. When are you leaving? When the Holy Spirit tells me it's time. And I can't go until then. Um, What I end up doing is encouraging my peers to dream. I encourage my peers when they're having a tough day. I encourage my peers when they are having problems in in their families. I'm praying with them. And again, I'm still talking to them about this God that I serve. One of the teams that I joined in January, this team um, had a difficult task because they have gold and they had like 300 tickets to work through. And so they put me with this team on top of my team. I talked to Matt about it. He's like, yeah, God's going to help you with that one. You, it'd be just fine. And I'm like, yeah, Okay. I'm so glad you have that kind of faith in me. Thank you. Um, But you know what? In 60 days, partnering with that team, partnering with heaven, and and I went back and I told the the manager over that. I'm like, you know what? God's going to get us through this. And in 60 days, it happened. That man said, I don't know how this happened. It has never been like this before. I thought that it was going to turn around come the summer. He's like, but your God. your guy did that. I'm like, he can be your guy too. <laughs> so it, uh, it grew me to be a good listener, to listen for those opportunities when I can infuse some kingdom of God in that. And it also allowed me to be a conduit for the work that heaven wanted to do on earth. this is what you want to do i'm partnering with you i'm open i'm available let's do it that looks a little daunting are you sure you there grace are you with me mercy all right let's go next one next slide which leads me to chris and sarah Chris is a technician that, and he told me I can do it. He's a technician in the Albuquerque area. He's one of those technicians that was having some issues in his, in his home life. And he was facing some health issues as well. And whenever he called me and asked me to do something, I did it. But I also talked to him about the Lord. If he's going to talk to me about his problems, I'm going to talk to him about the Lord. I can't do nothing about his problems, but I can talk to him to tell him about someone who could and who did. So when he had his health issue, the Holy Spirit told me calling. So I called him. I sent him text messages. Let him know, listen, I'm out here praying for you and I'm praying for your family during this time and it's gonna be all right. God's, the God that I know has you. You know what, when the bottom fell out of his marriage, you know who he turned to? He turned to God. He ran right to Jesus. Not only did he run to Jesus, but she ran to Jesus, and they both got baptized. So he and his wife both are in marriage counseling. They both go men and women's study group. They have their children active inside of their, their local church. I said, that's God. Next slide. So, whew, bless God. <laughs> oh, bless the Lord. So, I, I, told, I took this picture, and the Holy Spirit said, you remember this? And I'm like, wow, really? So, six months before I left Kansas City or so, I saw this church in my dream. It had a white truck with it. I did. There is nobody there with a white truck, but that church is definitely there and it looks just like that. So I'm like, okay, I, I suppose I'm in the right place. You leave some interesting breadcrumbs and I'm pretty sure that you all are laughing at my expense in heaven. But here I am (laughs) working with this particular church Antioch missionary Baptist church. You all, how many people have gone to a missionary Baptist church? Okay. Can you give me the next slide? Does anybody's Missionary Baptist church that you've been to look like that? The diversity of that particular church is mind blowing. Most Missionary Baptist churches are all black. You have Hispanic, you have Indian, you have Caucasian, you have black. Every now and again, there is a a, a little Jewish man that comes in there, too. (laughs) I talked to Matt about one particular dream I had, and I was led into a kitchen, and I was able to see into a closet, and it had a clergy clergy uniform on it with a collar. How many... Pastor, do you know that wear collars? I was outdone too. That's why I said heaven must be laughing at the number of breadcrumbs that that is being dropped for me to follow to say you're on the right path. I don't know how he talks to us in different ways. One of the ways that he is communicating with me is through the dreams. Um, Besides when I have my quiet time with him. So in this particular, um, this particular church family, I'm reintroducing the message of the kingdom of God. They have not heard it. They have not heard it. Sunday school class, you kind of know what I'm talking about. But, uh, so I'm giving it to them as the Holy Spirit is giving it to me. And there is someone there who is not happy about it. Um, but that's Okay. As long as I continue to give the message to God, that person is not happy because that person does not have the spirit of God in them. And so I continuously pray for that person um, because I know that God loves that person. And I know that he wants that person's heart to change. I know that he wants that person to come over into the kingdom of light and come out of the kingdom of darkness. But in the meantime, I have a job to do to stay focused. So when you all are praying for me, pray that I continue to stay focused and not get distracted by some of the shenanigans that that spirit tries to pull. As you can see that there are children there and they are innocent and they need to hear it too. Y'all with me? So there are many ministries that are, that can be done out of there. But it's listening to what the Holy Spirit has to say and do the ones that he is guiding me um, to do and to participate in because it can be overwhelming. Where I'm able to, I provide assistance with them, to them. Um, I believe that that particular pastor is kind of using me as a soundboard because some of the stuff that he says, when I talk to him on the phone, I'm like, so what was that about? Where is that found? He's like, okay, well, that was a good call. I'm like, all right, okay, long as we're on the same page, we're good, we're good. So it's the thing of they're wanting to grow, but I th- believe that the Holy Spirit is wanting to work on some of their hearts too. Um, most times when we think of growth, we start thinking about numbers, but I believe that heaven is thinking about, okay, the growth of the individual. Yes. Next one, please all right you all remember miss peggy and her pies so miss peggy taught me how to make her fabulous apple pie and i took this picture because i wanted to send this to her miss like, peggy did i get the sliced apples right and so she can she looked at it on her she does have a cell phone y'all she was taught how to use it to look at her te- she won't text you back but she'll look at and I said, Miss Peggy, is this right? She says, Yep, the crust looks right. She's like, The sliced apples look right. She's like, It looks like you got the right amount of, of cinnamon and sugar in there, too. And then we talked about the topping of it. Y'all, I started using those pies in order to build community in the RV park. Because I have some pie tasters. They tell me if those pies are good or not. And as we are sitting there munching on the pies, there's an opportunity to talk to them about who the Lord is yeah. and where he has brought them through their lives. And some of the just sitting there getting to know them has been rewarding in itself. There's some things that those guys knows that I just don't know. And it, it's been a blessing for me. Can you give me one more slide? This is my pie tasters. You see a guy sitting around the. Around the, Those are my pie tasters, um, all, three, all four of them. Sandy, she's a wonderful lady. She went back to the East Coast, though. She's like, yeah, this heat is just too much for me. I need to go back where there's snow. <laughs> Dawn is another pie taster, but she's also the blessing that in January, she and her husband Bill are the blessing in January who found my wallet after I went to the gas station. This is the opportunity that God did open up the door with her because she was looking for a Bible study partner. So not only is she a pie taster along with bill who says you're not making pies fast enough, Felicia, um, but I have someone to pray and to study with. So she allows me to do my homework. Linda, she allows me to do my homework and come back with some good stuff in our studies. Now, I was talking to you guys about Regina. She's healing from the inside out. And i asked you guys about uh, to pray for her. One of the things about Miss Regina is that she has been um, traumatized in the kitchen and she could not and would not go into a kitchen with another person. Well, one, when I started baking the pies, She would sit in one of the tables and just watch me work. And then she came into the kitchen portion. And then she was participating with me and talking with me. And guess what? Y'all had an opportunity to talk to her about the Lord. And then she got to the point where she baked a cheesecake with blueberry toppings. Um, What was that? Yeah, a blueberry topping on it and she sent it to Antioch's game night on Friday. But she told me, she says, Felicia, before you, I would not even go in the kitchen. I just didn't want no part of it because of the memories and the the hurt that I had experienced in there with my mom and my aunts. She says, but I don't have a problem coming in. So I'm like, Lord, look at you. And as I talked to Matt about this. He says, "It's, it's, it's amazing he used something so simple to start a healing inside of a person's heart. This is what he just does. And all from Miss Peggy teaching me how to make a pie. So we see how God is, just uses what you got, what's in your hands. When I was out one morning, cause I wanted to see the sunrise over the mountains. So I got up and I drove about the five miles to do that. And The Holy Spirit says, what's in your hand? It's my phone. And he asked me again, what's in your hand? I'm like, it's my phone. (laughs) But I'm realizing that what's in my hand, it can be those pies. It can be my phone. Because when I started sending pictures of those sunrises, the sunsets, and the various things, then people started, oh, that's so beautiful. Is able to do. This is God's handiwork. This is brush strokes. moving But it gives me opportunities to infuse God into where they are. Whatever it is he gives me, to, gives me that's what I'm giving to them. Those are the opportunities. Those are the doors that I see. I can go in that one. I can share him. I can share. I can share his kingdom with them in this. Are y'all with me? Next one. So for Kairos, I have a huge thank you. The one that I did not get in here was of Dawn's um, porch. She has a beautiful porch where her RV is, and I take those Bible studies to Don's porch. And when we get started again, because right now she's on the East Coast, she went home for a wedding and um, for graduation. But when she comes back, it's not just me and Don anymore. There will be three other additional ladies who will be meeting on her porch. So Ecclesia on the porch, what I was sent out for is happening, you all. And it is growing. I just want to say thank you to Kairos for your unfailing support. Every prayer that is prayed, y'all have no idea how much it has meant. There were some phone calls that have come to me when I was having some intense conversation with the Lord, <laughs> and they meant a lot because it again it gave, it just encouraged me to stay with it, um, lift up your head there are people who care. There are people who are with you. They're praying with you. They're praying for this mission. Keep going. Your text messages, your emails and, um, Mary, you called me and you says, how was that baby doing? And I was able to give you guys that good report of how that baby had came out of that situation. Some would which would equate it to some scrapes and bruises, right? think that that baby didn't know what was going to happen but thank you all for every prayer that I've asked you all to pray over a situation every last one has come at the right time when I needed it most your financial support to keep the truck on the road, photocopies for the pie, the pie ingredients as well as reference books, it all helped when someone asks me to do something the Holy Spirit says yep you can join in with that one I'm able to I'm able to be a support to that. Um, We've provided water to those who've been standing on corners. We have provided food to uh, one or two that were did not have any being done. God's kingdom is being expanded. We good.
1: Felicia, we love partnering with you. Yeah, you can head on down, but let me give you a hug. (laughs) Love hearing from you and getting the reports of what is going on. We have a few minutes here. I just want to share a little bit from the Word with you this morning. If you would turn in your Bibles with me to the book of Genesis, chapter 12. I won't go long. I'll try to keep it under the two-hour maximum that... There was an old joke when I first got started preaching that I would use, who would give me 10 minutes and then people would raise their hand, I'll give you 10 minutes and I'd go 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, (laughs) Genesis chapter 12, this is the call of Abram. Now remember that, not Abraham, but Abram. Abram is elevated father, Abraham is father of many nations. Okay, this is the call of Abram. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I have shown you. And I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you I will curse. And in all the families of the earth... And through you, I'm sorry, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. This promise to Abram applies to you today. You are grafted into as a seed, as a son of Abraham. You're grafted into this promise and this belongs to you. This is exactly the same way the Lord continues to work today. Now the Lord said to Felicia... Go from what your comfort zone is. Leave what is familiar to you and be willing to step out and go where I send you. And I'm going to do great things through you. And the Lord said to each and every one of you. It may not mean to the extent that Felicia has done. It may just mean turn off that TV show and walk out your door. It may mean go ahead and taking the pottery class that you've desired to take. Step out and take that pottery class to get you around a bunch of people you don't know. It may mean at your job joining the softball team. There's a ton of ways that you and the Lord, what the Lord is saying to you is, as Abram, go ahead and do it. See, a lot of times we want to say, okay, Lord, I'm going to do it when I'm Abraham. Abraham. When you got me all ready, when everything is great and I know what I'm doing, I'll step out and, and I'll be that father of many, many nations that you've called me to be. And I'll, I'll be a faithful and I'll be obedient to that. And God says, no, I called you as you are right now. Jacob, I will conform you into Israel, but Jacob, you need to move. You need to believe in me because in the process of believing in me and taking those steps, you actually are transformed into Israel. Abram transformed into Abraham as he moved forward. It's the faithfulness of hearing the Lord and saying, okay, Lord, I'm going to do that. I'm going to step out in faith. I'm going to get out of my comfort zone. I'm going to look what fun things you have for me. And guys, it doesn't have to be extreme. I'm not asking you all to sell everything you have and move to China. I'm asking you to bake a pie. How, how hard is that? Bake a pie and say, hey, neighbors, come over. Let's have some pie. I need you to taste test that. That's a great, what a great way. Taste test this. I need you to tell me what you think of this because I'm thinking about this recipe and trying to, how simple is that? I mean, right, Jill, right? Yeah, come on. Simple ways of getting in other people's lives. Because that's expanding the territory, expanding the kingdom. It's real simple ways. And the Lord says, if you're willing to step out of your comfort zone and press out and go into areas that I'm I'm showing you, because he'll reveal to you, if you say, Lord, what do you want me to do? What can I do? He'll, He'll bring something up, you know. I want you to uh, serve with the kids at church. I want you to go mow your neighbor's lawn. I want you to ask for that promotion at work. I I mean, it could be a million different things and everybody's different because Jesus knows you're at better than anybody. And if you ask him, what is it? He'll say, and he says, I am going to make of you a great nation. Jesus wants to reach people around you. And it's us just saying, okay, Lord, I am willing to open that door and allow you to do what you want to do. And you'll grow into that greater and greater and greater. And Lord, let your name be praised. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make you of a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. So the Lord doesn't do it just simply to make us famous. The Lord does it because he is spreading the influence of his kingdom. People talk about Felicia because of Felicia allowing Jesus to shine in her. So what they're really talking about is the aspects of Jesus that shine in Felicia. And so by making your name great, it is Jesus shine all the more. What can happen is when we have a poor self image of who we are in Christ, or we have things that ca- hold on to us, we resist the Lord moving in our lives because we are a judged ourselves and we find ourselves lacking of Jesus. We look at Abram and we say, Lord, you cannot make me into Abraham because I'm still Abram. And we resist the movement of the Lord into what he has called us. To be, not to do, but what he has called us to be, who he's called us to be, we resist that and we hold off and resist Abraham. So when those opportunities to grow into Abraham come, we put a wall up and we say, no, Lord, not today. And the Lord is saying, no, 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 I want you to move forward. I want you to trust me and move forward regardless if something stupid happens like your shoe break. You just go and do and be faithful and I will conform you into who I need you to be. And it's a process that you walk out. Because I want to bless others and I want to bless you. I love you as you are, Abram. I love you. You are important to me. Through you, families will be blessed. Through you, families will be blessed. Through you, families will be blessed. Come on, Lord, bless the families. The other night, I woke up in the middle of the night and I had somebody on my heart that I was praying about. And I felt like the Lord say to me, I want you to tell this person X, Y, and Z. And I was like, okay, Lord, I haven't talked to this person in years, you know. But I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to do this. So I, in the middle of the night, I get up now. Instead of just laying there, I get up and I write it down. Because if I don't, by morning, it's all foggy and it's all gone. So I got up and I wrote it down. I wrote the person's name. I wrote it down. And I said, this is what I feel like the Lord is saying to them. I don't understand it, but this is what I feel like. So I put it on my phone, and then about three days later, I remembered it. And I was like, oh, darn, I never delivered it. And so I looked through my phone, and sure enough, I still had their cell phone number. And so I was like, okay, Lord. Um, I texted them, and I said, hey, I, I was praying for you the other night, and I felt like Jesus said this to you. I'm just presenting it to you. It wasn't a word of correction. It was actually a very good word of encouragement. Later on, the, uh, the person's parent called me and said, hey, I saw you texted my kid, and he uh, he's doesn't have his phone right now. He's in a situation where he he's doesn't have access to his phone, and he's super, super discouraged. Do you mind if I, I go ahead and, and read, read that text? And, and, and I was like, sure, go right ahead. And then there was an opportunity where he couldn't communicate with his son. And then he called me, he texted me, I uh, think it was yesterday or the day before, and he said, hey, I was having a conversation, finally got in touch with my son. We're, ex- we're disconnected right now. Got in touch with him, and he's going through a super difficult, super discouraged, super depressed. And I, and I said to my son, hey, uh, Matt texted you something. Can I, can I read you what he texted? And he read what Jesus had said to him. And it just changed the whole situation. It was the perfect word in the right time. I don't tell you that, you know, so that I look good. I tell you that because I want you to understand that God has you in people's lives and he wants to bless them through you. Even if it's a different connection, just be open to whatever that is, whether it's baking a pie encouraging someone on the phone that if you're going to uh, talk about your problems, I'm going to talk about Jesus. You know, be willing to, in love, be that way to just encourage that the process of moving you from Abram to Abraham isn't completed, it isn't done, and let's be faithful and just continue to pursue him. Because the Lord says, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to watch over you and all the families of the earth will be blessed through you. We're grabbing a hold of that. Lord, my families that I connect are blessed through the seed of Abraham, which is Jesus. Jesus in me can bless all of the families around me. Jesus in me can bless all of the families that I'm connected with because of this promise through Abraham that you are faithful, Lord. Lord. That's my word of encouragement for you this morning. Grab a hold of it and have fun, guys. Let me go ahead and pray over you, and then you can have some time of fellowship as our kids are finishing up downstairs. Father, I thank you, Lord, for each and every member of our church family, all those that would hear this on the podcast. Father, all those that you have uh, just want to encourage this morning, Lord, I pray, Father, that they would be encouraged from all of the testimonies of Felicia, the willingness to step out and try new things and and just be used by you, Lord Jesus, and just make friendships and bless people. Father, I pray, Lord, that everyone here, Lord, would just begin to see uh, those around them that you want to touch, Lord. And, Father, they would uh, be encouraged that their Abram doesn't stand in the way of the Abraham you've called him to be, Lord, that you can bring that about, Lord Jesus. Use, Father... Speak through, encourage, challenge, uh, uh, bless, Father, those around us through us. This week, Lord, I pray for testimonies. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Just that freshness of your divine power in each of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. See you next week on Father's Day and, and spend some time fellowshiping and playing and encouraging one another. If you'd like prayer this morning, our prayer team will be up here and they'll be happy to pray for you after the service. Don't leave if you need prayer.